0: This is The Two Halves.
1: ABC Grandstand.
0: On ABC Grandstand Digital.
2: Hello and welcome to the two halves. My name is Amanda Shalala. Joining me as always is Matt Logue from Rugby League Week. You can hear us across Asia and the Pacific with Radio Australia on Grandstand Digital Radio and around the world. If you're listening on the web, just go to abc.net.au forward slash Grandstand. We are also on iTunes. Week two of the finals, two fantastic games, Matt. I can tell you're very pumped for this week, aren't you?
3: Absolutely, Amanda. This is always a great time of the year, and I think particularly this year, obviously we've got a side from from Newcastle in there, and we've got a side from Cronulla in there, and two favourites, Manly, And the Melbourne Storm, who have been there and done it all the last couple of years. But maybe an upset on the cards, who knows?
2: And Souths and the Roosters waiting for the winner as well. Let's start with tonight's game. The Manly Seagulls taking on the Cronulla Sharks tonight, 7.45pm at the Sydney Football Stadium. Uh, Matt, the big talking point for both teams, a couple of big injuries uh, for Brett Stewart for Manly and Todd Carney for the Sharks. How big do you think those will be?
3: Yeah, both both hamstring injuries and that's massive. Uh, news really for both sides. I think for the Cronulla Sharks, they've learnt how to win without Todd, uh, without Paul Gallen, rather. But you take Todd Carney out of that side; yeah, it's and a different story, isn't it? A completely different story. I, I think their whole attack. Goes out the window. Uh, I think it puts a lot of pressure. I think they believe they're going to bring in young Chad Townsend. Now, he was supposed to play New South Wales Cup for the Sharks on the weekend at Leichhardt Oval. Well, he's got the call-up, so I think he drives a whole old Holden. I think he'll be getting the old (laughs) Holden uh, there to the football stadium tonight. uh, And big shoes to fill because Todd Carney has been outstanding this year. Or Cronulla's attack has come on the back of his broad shoulders. So, look, you know, I think it makes it hard. But then you look on the flip side and you look at a manly side who, without Brett Stewart, their attack is not as efficient and not as strong. Peter Hiku will go back to fullback for the Seagulls. And he was outstanding last week, I thought, in that 4-0, amazing 4-0 loss against the Sydney Roosters. That was a throwback to the black and white TV days.
2: One of the classics, wasn't it?
3: It really was. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was one for the purists. They belted each other for 80 minutes and both sides just kept getting up off the canvas and just kept fighting. It was so willing. Manly, no doubt, they'll they'll be sore from that. It was a very physical battle. But I think they've been there and done it before. They've played in so many final series. They've got big-name players. And I think they'll be ready for this game, the Manly Seagulls, despite the fact they are missing Brett Stewart.
2: Well, looking at the Sharks first there, Captain Paul Gallan. he believes they can recover from the loss of Todd Carney. And he says it's going to be up to the likes of Jeff Robson to really step up.
4: Oh, I think he's been playing great, you know. He was out a couple of weeks ago um, when they played the Raiders, and um, I thought he really stepped up. It was probably his best game of the year. and. I think he stepped up last week as well and set up the, the winning try. So he's been outstanding for us. He's very solid, but, um, yeah, he's going to have a, a big role to fill, but I think he can do it. Well, look, we, we'd like to play a more physical game, to be honest. So we didn't, I don't think we played that well against the Cowboys, but uh, we got the win, which is all that matters. And, um, look, I, 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 people talk about mainly their batters and batter and brews, but they play that football every week and um, they're used to it and it won't be affecting them or slowing them down one bit. And, um, I'm fully expecting them to be coming out of the gates really fast.
2: And Manly playmaker Kieran Foran believes that Peter Hicku will ably be able to fill the shoes of Brett Stewart.
4: For, for a kid that's only 20, he's, I think he's been massive. I mean, um, in every game that he's played in this year, he's, he's been one of our standout performers. And um, I think his performance on the weekend against the Roosters was was, was pretty phenomenal, to be honest. Um, and I think he, he did a great job for us. I think he's... Adds that, that bit of X-factor that, that Brett's got. I mean, uh, you, can't, you can't replace someone like, like Snake. Snake's a, a world-class player, but you know, for, for Pet this early in his career to be doing what he's doing, I mean, um, yeah, he's, he's capable of filling those shoes.
2: So, Matt, when we look at the teams, we mentioned how bruised Manly will be. Do you think Granola's best chance will just be to go out really hard and to try and bash them up early on?
3: Yeah, I, I really do think so. I, Cronulla, when they're at their best, they, they get down in the trenches, they play a physical game, they rely on the meter eaters, Paul Gallen and Big Andrew for feeder. I think they need to look back a couple of weeks ago to the the game plan they had when they played the Sydney Roosters down there at Shark Park on a Monday night. They were so physically dominant and they went straight up the middle and I think that's what they've got to do tonight. They can't be a- afraid of Manly. They know they're going to be physical, but if Cronulla are, are any chance... It's going to be very... I think it's going to be an ugly win. I think it's going to be a a real sort of grinding affair and it'll just come on the back of them playing that really mistake-free footy and just making the most of their chances because I don't think they can out-attack Manly. I think you get that edge with Jamie Lyon and Glenn Stewart They've still got class players, and you know, and the Wolfman on one wing,
2: and the halves, one of the best halves pairing in the competition, Cherry Evans and Foran. So, especially with Carney out, they're not going to be able to match it in that department.
3: Not at all, no. And, and you, I think you've you've certainly uh, nailed it there with with the halves combination for Manly, like Foran and Cherry Evans, the best halves combination in the in the game. I think young half combination in the game, and, and, and you know, they'll guide that Manly side around. So Cronulla need to mix it up a little bit. They'll have a lot of support out there, I believe half of the Shire will be at this game tonight, (laughs) so they'll be fired up for it, but they certainly need, on the back of Gallon and Fafita, they really need to go up the middle and just really rip in, because I think Manly will match them there, but they'll be superior in the back line.
2: Just on the fans, so this game is being played at the Sydney Football Stadium, a bit of disappointment from Manly's point of view, they wanted this game at Brookie. Twenty thousand tickets have been sold. It probably won't be a sell out. That's really disappointing, isn't it? To have two Sydney clubs in a semi final and in all likelihood it won't be a hacked house.
3: It's 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 not good enough really. Like it's it's really disappointing. And and I think we had to look at the double header last week. That were four clubs. Now I know the Cowboys were involved there. But they only That's are, still
2: three Sydney. That's clubs. still that's three
3: absolutely. And the crowd was only a bit over thirty two thousand. Yeah. Like
2: in a forty thousand seat stadium. Yeah,
3: like I think we need to have that if that was in Brisbane, that would have been sold out. Well, Would have been
2: sold out two times over. Yeah,
3: well in advance. So I think that's something I don't know. Is it? Is it a? This is a story for another day. But is yeah. it a culture in Sydney? Is it? a people like staying at home and watching it?
2: Because it's not too expensive. Let's be honest. I think you can get family tickets for about fifty bucks. It, yeah, price. I don't think is the issue.
3: No, no, I don't think it is either. I think it's more. Uh, rugby league is such a great product on TV. I, I think the best we've got, and I think it's easy to sit at home. You the family barbecue. If you want a few drinks, you don't have to drive anywhere. (laughs) You put the feet up on the couch, you're laughing. You know, I think there's a lot of factors contributing. But to answer your question, yes, that's disappointing. We should be getting bigger crowds.
2: Well, let's uh, take a step back now. We've had a look at this game. We want to go back to the 1973 Grand Final. Renowned as one of the most brutal it was between Manly and the Cronulla Sharks. The ABC's Jen Browning spoke to former Manly winger Max Brown, who played in that game looking back on what it was like to be a part of that occasion.
5: It was obviously, as has been well documented, it was a very brutal game, uh, there were square-ups in the game. Uh, my memory, and it's, I, I was not a dirty player and any time that I'd been sent off over, I played for 11 years, so I had been sent off a few times, but it was in retaliation, you know, I was never the instigator, he says. Uh, the The memory that I carried was when Rick Burke, looked like scoring his try and I came across from the wing and I smacked him in the side of the head and uh, basically knocked him out, broke my thumb and uh, I I really carried that right up for 30 years until I met him and apologised. So uh, that memory has been with me. I have told the story before but it was a, a really, I was drawn into the viciousness of that game uh, by doing that because uh, that's what that game was like.
4: As you said it was a brutal
2: encounter, We've, the shoulder charge has been banned this year, we, we don't see matches like that anymore, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Do you wish it was still like back then? Uh,
5: look, I enjoyed it at the time uh, but I know it, look, there's a social issue here as well because I know the violence and the social with the streets and the increased violence that it's not a good look for the public so in our day It didn't really matter Uh, you could go out and that's what football was all about and there were stiff arms there was fighting but i i do find it disheartening to watch in the game when the forwards put their hands up or the backs put their hands up i'm a bit tired after 18 20 minutes 25 minutes we had to play 80 minutes and uh it was 80 minutes of very hard football and there was no your replacements were minimal so you had to if you were injured you had to play on um Otherwise, you were replaced by somebody that had played a full game in those days in reserve grade, and you didn 't want that, that, that was uh, that in itself was humiliating, so we played with injury uh, and, and it, it gave you a wonderful um, a wonderful base for life from from there because it gave you a, a strength and it gave you a discipline, uh, even the management of fear because every time you ran out on the field you, you'd know you were a gladiator running out to be belted so Uh, the management of fear and all of these disciplines you know they come to you later in life and they give you great uh, gives you great courage.
2: Unlimited tackles as well I don't think a lot of people today would have realized that you know that's how you guys used to play.
5: Oh you're right Jen and the unlimited tackle created a wonderful uh, passion with with the crowd because you could be defending for 10 minutes while the other team attacked for 10 minutes and in and just in that, there was incredible excitement. And then St George had won 11 straight premierships and uh, the basis of St George winning the 11 straight premierships was to stop them. So they created the four tackle rule. And, and I actually happened to be playing for Canterbury Bankstown in that side that won, or uh, beat St George. So uh, that was after their 11 year reign. Uh, it, it was a, a win, but I, I thought the game could have been served better by increasing the standards of teams and other players by uh, you know, other methods other than bringing you back to the, you know, bring everybody down, like bringing a great St George team down.
3: Would you like to see that reintroduced?
5: Oh, I'd love to. We all would love to. All those, all of those, I mean, i played unlimited four and six tackle. Uh, And I can definitely say Unlimited was far to us, so my answer to that is undoubtedly yes.
3: (laughs) Now, 40 years ago
2: in that grand final, you were on the winning side, Manly won that game. Fast forward 40 years, it's not the grand final, but it's another battle of the beaches. Are you confident Manly can progress through to the next week of the finals?
5: I think that uh, Manly will overcome uh, Cronulla. Uh, And it's sad that Todd Carney is out, because uh, it would be good if they were at full strength.
2: Former Manly winger Max Brown speaking to Jen Browning. You're listening to The Two Halves.
0: With so much sport on offer, you almost need a personal sports calendar just to keep up. Well, we don't have a calendar, but we do have an online broadcast schedule to guide you through ABC Grandstand sports coverage. So, if you're on interstate travel, hard at it at work, or just need to plan your weekend around your favourite game or show, then visit abc.net.au slash grandstand and never miss another game again. ABC Grandstand. Sports coverage like no other. Grandstand NRL replays. NRL replays. how it gets a long pass and it of and scores. If you miss the footy or just want to relive your side's great win from the last round, tune your digital radio to ABC Grandstand. Get replays of the footy on weekdays. As he chips the ball over the top and oh! takes it. And you can also listen live online at abc.net.au/grandstand.
1: Replays of NRL, Grandstand Digital, ABC Grandstand.
0: This is The Two halves on ABC Grandstand Digital.
2: And also on Radio Australia with Amanda Shalala and Matt Logue. Well, tomorrow night, Saturday, we will have the second semi semi-final between the Melbourne Storm and Newcastle Knights at 7.45pm in Melbourne. Matt, your overall feeling about this one?
3: Well, all the stats lead to a Melbourne victory. They were, uh, I thought, they were a little bit disappointing and unlucky against South Sydney last week—a 20 to 10 defeat at the hands of the bunnies. So they get the week off, but they've taken on a Newcastle side that they've beaten in the last seven matches. Newcastle hasn't won in Melbourne for 12 years, and I think the Melbourne's record down in Melbourne is nine losses. From forty nine matches, that's amazing, isn't it? It's incredible. <laughs> it, it is literally like the graveyard. I know they've upgraded yeah. and it's now a bigger stadium, but the the remnants of what was um, uh, next door, the old graveyard at the Melbourne the Storm's Olympic home Park, Olympic Park, yeah. is are still there. And it was a it's a tough place to win football matches. So look, uh, common sense sort of says you know Melbourne will hit back here. But stranger things have happened and the emotion of finals. And I think a big factor and it has to be weighed in here is the whole Bennett factor. He yeah. knows how to win at this time of the year. He's got a, an experienced side that have won uh, a lot of players that have won premierships before. So, you know, they'll go in confident. And I think they're at Newcastle. They're enjoying the the underdog status. But, you know, big task. As I said, those stats, they they don't lie, do they?
2: Well, how much does experience count when it comes to finals footy? Because the Knights, they've got the likes of Willie Mason, Danny Baderes. These guys who've been there, done that before. So when you're going up against a Melbourne side that's so hardened and knows how to win premierships, that really helps, doesn't it?
3: It really does. And, And I think... Wayne Bennett, uh, I think he's tapped into that. He's got a, a forward pack there with the likes of Jeremy Smith, Bo Scott. You've got Danny Padiris, Willie Mason. These guys have all been around for a long, long time. Now, you, you counter that with, uh, I suppose, a back line for the Knights that is very young. You've got the likes of Dane Gagai, uh, Joseph Lalea. Now, they've been in great touch this year. Darius Boyd, we, yeah, we can't forget him. Yeah, they've got a Premiership him.
2: winner there. They've got a Premiership and winner McManus, there. James McManus, he's very experienced yeah, too. Yeah, he played
3: Origin this year. So I think the, this Knights side, um, they've been very inconsistent this year. So that's probably their downfall. But oh, I think you, you take those factors into consideration. They can go down to Melbourne, forget all that those stats I just mentioned, and really play well. The key will be to start well. Because Melbourne, their first halves have been very disappointing During the week, Cameron Smith has said, we need to fix that up. I'm smelling an ambush coming from a mile (laughs) away. You know, the first 20 minutes, it could be 16-0. But if the Knights can overcome that and stick with them, then I think their pack is superior and you never know at the back end,
2: well, cam Smith spoke to the media this week and said that the storm is prepared for the task ahead.
4: I think uh, the coach has been quite uh, deliberate with his uh, messages this week with how we need to improve and most of the talk was around our start and, and you know the, the amount of errors that we're coming up with early in the matches and putting a lot of pressure on ourselves so about each player on our side getting getting their start right and making sure that they're Placing a lot of emphasis on not making errors early and um, putting a lot of pressure on our own team, you know, to try and get away to a good start. There's a great feeling around around the place. All the boys are really excited about this match. It's um, you know, we get to come back home at Amy Park, win or lose. It's our last game at Amy Park this year, so we want to make sure we're, we're playing well. Although last week's performance wasn't our best of the year, you know, we we finished third. You know, we put ourselves in a good spot. That's why we've got a, a second bite at the cherry this week, and uh, we know we're playing against a quality opposition in Newcastle. We only played them. Uh, about a month ago and it was, a, it was a great game up in Newcastle so we know it's, it's going to be a, quite a tight game and boys can't wait to get out and make sure we're playing better than what we did last week. To us the records don't really mean too much because uh, I was told that we had a really good record against South last week as well and we got beaten so you know, records or, or what's happened in the past don't really mean much to us. You know, We just want to make sure that we're prepared well this week and we're playing better than what we did last game and, and uh, hopefully that, that results in a, uh, a good performance by our team. The age factor of the opposition hasn't been taken into account at all this week. I think the guys that are are getting on a little bit, they're uh, they're quality players. You know, you look at Mason, Jeremy Smith, Danny Badiris, They're still world class players, and and they've been you know some of their best players over the last month. Yeah, you know, we won't be taken into account the age at all. You know, we know that if we don't play well, those guys will will really hurt us. If you sort of look at comments made during the year about aging teams. Well, there's a lot of comments made about the Queensland State of Origin side this year and they were called Dad's Army and we got a good result as well. So yeah, you know, age has got nothing to do with it. I think if anything, age makes you a little bit smarter and those guys have got plenty of experience around finals time. i got no idea what the number is, but they'd, be, they'd have plenty of uh, finals games between them. That's certainly not uh, on our radar at all.
2: Melbourne Storm captain Cameron Smith there, Amanda Shalala and Matt Logue on the two halves with you. Um, Matt, another factor for the Storm, they've got Gareth Widdop in there. He's only just come back from a really serious hip injury. How do you think he'll go?
3: Yeah, it was very uh, amazing for starters for him to be back in the side after you know that hip injury. We thought he wouldn't play again this season, and he'd you know start training with the Dragons in the preseason, and that that's when we'd see him again. But look, I think I think he'll play, but he's crucial to them because it takes a lot of pressure off Cooper Cronk. I believe if he doesn't play, you know you can bring in someone like a Brett Finch, and you know Brett's great, like you know he's a character and and he does a solid job. But they need Cooper, uh, they need Gareth Widdop rather to be there.
2: Yeah, it's not Finch, as you say, is a very accomplished player. Has been around for a very long time. He's not the same sort of player as Gareth Widdop, particularly the partnership he has formed with Cooper Cronk as well.
3: Oh, yeah, they have got a great com- probably one of the most underrated yeah, combinations sure. in the competition, and he's probably one of the most underrated players, yeah. Gareth Widdop. So he's crucial. I think he was a little bit rusty last week against yeah. South. I guess that's to be expected. He'll be better for the run, and you know they're at home, Melbourne. So you know they, they'd have some horror memories too of playing at home in. Uh, not in a, uh, a semi, but in a preliminary against the Warriors in 2011 and bombing out big yeah. time. So they know they've got to turn up. And, and I think they know and they respect the fact that the Knights have got a lot of experience and a coach who knows how to win at this time of the year. So you know, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be an intriguing battle. I think the the, the key is the start. If the Melbourne Storm start really well and they get out to a, a lead, it's game over.
2: Well, the nightstand in skipper Jared Mullins says his team is very wary of the storm.
3: Melbourne are a side that they
4: can um, they can bounce back pretty quickly. Um, you know they, they uh, put seventy points on Canberra down there towards the back end of the year when everyone wrote them off. So yeah, we're, not, we're definitely not writing them off. They're, they're a quality team, so that's going to be a good challenge. They're just a, they're just a machine. They're um they, everyone knows their role down there. Um, they've been doing it for so many years. They're probably a team that have kept. They're players on the park. Um, you know, they, they, they haven't had many, many injuries sort of through the year except for sort of Widdop. So they're a good world machine, so we're going to have to break them down. Now we're going in there confident. Um, we're going in there confident we can win the game. So we know that we've got the team here to win, and that's what we want to do.
2: Now, Matt, the Melbourne Storm has been one of the most consistent sides over the past few years, of course, had those two premierships stripped. So do you think they need another premiership this year to really prove that they are one of the greatest sides of the modern era?
3: Yeah, I, I guess that that could be a, it's a, it's a great point, really. I think in the way the Melbourne Storm think, I think last year was just the emotion of winning that was like, well, we've won this competition. You've taken the other competitions from us, but we've won this fairly and squarely. If they can win again this year, and I think given the calibre of South Sydney, the Sydney Roosters, yeah. who their defence is unbelievable, then I think it will go a long way to sort of saying, well, look, these guys can win a, a premiership on the back of... A very good football team, but also great coaching. Craig Bellamy, you know, he he a, he's a very good coach. But at the end of the day, we can't deny the fact that those dramas did happen and, and they did cheat the salary cap. So I, I guess in some respects that will always be there. But from a player's point of view, if they can win the comp, then I guess that will at least erase some of those memories. They can move forward a bit more.
2: Up next on the two halves, we're going to hear from a Parramatta legend, Nathan Hindmarsh, for his thoughts on the finals. Puts the
0: kick in and scores. How would you like every Monday night NRL game on digital radio and on your mobile? <laughs> yep, your mobile. NRL. Catch all the NRL Monday night action with ABC Grandstands Digital and on your mobile. Are you a member of a sporting club? At the ground level, across the body. Maybe it's your favorite footy club. <laughs> or your local sports club. If you love being a member of a club, then why not become a member of ABC Grandstand on Facebook? Stay up to date with sports results and join in discussions on the latest news from around the sporting world. Plus, view some classic sporting moments posted by the ABC Grandstand team. ABC Grandstand on Facebook. Become a member today. This is The Two Halves.
1: ABC Grandstand.
0: On ABC Grandstand Digital.
2: Well, Parramatta has been in the headlines for all the wrong reasons this year. The ABC's Morgan Kazmarik caught up with one of their former greats, Nathan Hindmarsh, for his thoughts on the final series and also where the Eels are headed in the future.
1: What have you made of the first week of the finals, footy?
6: Well, the first week was very exciting. Um, I'm none from four of my tips from the first week, so that's how good I'm going. But I I enjoy it. Everyone enjoys this time of year. Um, that's what we, we wait for through the 26 rounds to get to this point. So it's an exciting time. Still haven't decided who I think is going to take it out. I've, I chop and change every week. Uh, the Roosters changed my mind a bit from last weekend with their great defensive game, but I, I still like the looks of Manly and Melbourne to, to feature in there.
1: I guess, like you said, it's hard to pick. Um, is there any team that um, that surprised you? Newcastle beating Bulldogs. Well,
6: that did, you know, Bulldogs have been, they've had a disappointing year. You know, I think everyone, including themselves, expected them to go a lot better than what they did. Um, and Newcastle, I think, have surprised a few people as, as well, myself included. I didn't, I didn't give them a chance to even, to make the semi semifinals, um, but they proved me wrong, and I didn't expect them to beat the Dogs on the weekend. So uh, they've got Melbourne this weekend, which will be a hard task down there. I don't think it's been, I think it's been 10, the last 10 meetings, Newcastle haven't beaten Melbourne. So a hard ask, but um, yeah, if they can scrap their way to a win, good luck to them.
1: Uh, you said that you're none none from four on the weekend. You got any tips for this weekend?
6: <laughs> if I did, I don't think you should listen to them. But I'm, I'm obviously I'm going to go Melbourne. Melbourne down there against the Knights, and uh, I'm going to go Manly to beat the Sharks. You know, Todd Carney out, um, and just the class of Manly's halves and Jamie Lyon, I think, will be enough to get them across the line.
1: And uh, your former club Eels, what did you make of their year?
6: Obviously disappointing. You know, we, everyone wants to see, you know, your team succeed, and unfortunately for us, we we didn't. Um, well, unfortunately for the boys, they didn't. But, uh, and with Ricky's departure and, and everything else that's happening there, it's a bit of a, a trouble spot at the moment. But in saying that, you know, we're, the, the board are looking to get a new CEO in there and a new coach. So as disappointing as the season's been, it's, it's exciting news to see who they're going to get.
1: Do you think it could be a fresh start with a, that putting an end to that board troubles and getting a new coach in?
6: Well, I think that's the only way to look at it. You know, I think we've, we've you know pretty much hit rock bottom. Um, we can't go any further down than what we are now with lots of coach again, seven coaches in six years or six coaches in seven years, I should say. Uh, we need a CEO, so I suppose now it's like a clean slate. You know, we can just, they, they can start from scratch in there, take their time in getting a CEO, take their time in getting a head coach and really identify who they want to take the club forward.
1: And Bulldogs have uh, made their claim for Jared Hayne. Will you be having a, a chat to Jared to try and make him stay?
6: Well... I don't. I don't know Jared's situation in regards to his contract. Um, don't know if it's just a lot of hearsay and, and chatter about this, or and it's just a good news story. It is a good news story. I know that. But um, I'd like to see how Jared stick it out. If he's got two years left, I'd like him to see him on for those two years, definitely. Um, but if he's unhappy at Parramatta, you know, contracts. What do they mean these days? You can't. You can't make someone stay who does not want to be there. So if he doesn't want to be here, that's that's his decision.
1: And just finally, is, will that take another year? Do you think for Parramatta to sort itself out, or do you think the off-season will be enough?
6: Oh no, I think we need some time, definitely. And I, I, know, I think the fans have to realise that they're going to need the, the, the current board are going to need time, definitely. You can't. This is a, this is not a, you know, a short-term fix. This is going to take several years to, to get right. Um, but with the proper CEO and the and the right head coach, with the, with the proper plans put in place, so, you know, it, it is possible. But it's definitely not a short-term fix. This is
0: The Two halves.
1: ABC Grandstand,
0: on ABC Grandstand Digital.
2: Nathan Heinmush there, speaking to Morgan Kasmarik, Matt Logan, Amanda Shalala with you. Matt, uh, just on that point, Hindy was talking about regarding Jared Hayne. What's going on there? That, that was
3: uh, amazing. I thought the comments from Hindy... He was very he, frank, wasn't he? Yeah, well, if he's not happy, you know, he can go. What's Get a contract mean? Yeah, <laughs> like it was... No, we love Heine for that when he played. It was It's refreshing to hear yeah. someone with an honest opinion. Jared Hayne will commit to his contract. Uh, I believe he, he was on Twitter the other day saying, I will be here for the remaining two years of my deal. I believe the Bulldogs are still hanging around Parramatta, though. They're interested in William Hoppawati. Now, he has a get-out clause.
2: So he's coming back from his two-year Mormon missionary.
3: Yep. He won a premiership with Manly in 2008, and he's been away from from, uh, from the game. Uh, so you know this is a a huge oh, I suppose for Parramatta because they 'll keep Jared Hayne, but at the same time they got uh, the bulldogs still interested in William Hopperwadi from his links with Des from manly yeah. uh, I'm also hearing out of the Bulldogs' camp that former eel Chris and Inu is unhappy. Having a falling out with Des Hasler, and it looks like he is considering a move back to Parramatta. So, the off-season trades and you know all the different moves—it'll all the silly season—it'll all happen now, I guess.
2: When the footy ends, there is still plenty to talk about. Now, there are two teams we haven't touched on much. Uh, they're going to play next week. They're awaiting the winners of the semi-finals: the South Sydney Rabbitohs and Sydney Roosters. Firstly, on the Rabbitohs, Matt, uh, what did you think of their performance against Melbourne, and, and will they go all the way?
3: I thought it was a great performance from South. It wasn't their best performance, but in terms of overcoming a Melbourne side they've had trouble with for a long time, I thought they got lucky, but they needed that win. I certainly think they can go all the way. I still think that they need to get their attack in order. I think Greg Inglis with his knee is still struggling a little bit, but I think if Greg can at least play at 80% of his capabilities. That's still better
2: than pretty much everyone else in the comp. Yeah, that's how good Craig
3: Inglis <laughs> yeah. is. So oh, I think the key for for Melbourne is uh, – for, for South Sydney, rather, is all this pressure and expectation that's going to mount on their shoulders because South Sydney haven't won a comp since 1971. Yeah. So this is like, you know, four decades, the pride of the league, glory, glory to South Sydney. <laughs> Can they find – they're in the same position as they were this uh, this time 12 months ago. Yes. So they have to win – this game and I think I believe they're all on an alcohol ban. I believe uh, Maguire's really got them focused. I believe they did an army camp at the start of the year, and it was all about performing to fatigue and, under, and still remaining composed. And I believe that's going to help this south side going forward. So, look, if it ends up being a, a Roosters-South Grand Final, I think it's a promoter's dream. But uh, We better not ask Jonathan Thurston that, otherwise <laughs> it might be a conspiracy.
2: Yeah, definitely. And on the Roosters, finally, they looked very good against Man. Didn't they?
3: I honestly think uh, they deserve to win the comp on their defence alone. They're the best defensive side in the comp. They've set a record for the keeping opposition teams to zero six times. Incredible. Yeah. Their effort against Manly, who admittedly were missing Brett Stewart, but they just kept holding them out. Their online defence is the best in the comp. It's in- so impressive. And I think on the back of that, they deserve to win the premiership. But there's sides like South, like Melbourne, and Manly sticking their hand up saying well this is not over yet so uh, I can't wait, the next fortnight will be intriguing and uh, don't write off the underdogs I think, you never know uh, this this game of rugby league, has seen that in the past yep. and uh, you never know but look, South Sydney and the Roosters firmly in the box seat
2: Still plenty in it to win it, Mad Logue thank you very much, that is all from the two halves this